And that's what I decided. I'm going to murder my mother. But I didn't feel that I had to uh, face what I had done ever. He killed 33 times. I'm the king, man. I decide who's does what and where they do it at. So next time you see me, <laughs> I will kill you. Really? I just started right now, but... Uh... Gary Witchway killed Gary. 49 prostitutes. <laughs> Gary. No, he is a... Gary. No, he's a, he's a terrible person. He's a monster, literally. Um, so what's up? We're back. We're back from Whoa. our from, from our vacation of sorts, where we do our regular jobs that, that pay us money, so not much of a vacation. Yeah, no, I had a few days off. It was nice. I mean, I didn't sit around as much as I'd like, but I was out of town with family, back to back to back. I, I'm always torn with that, like if I want to like sit around or if I want to do something. And then normally I just end up sitting around because going to do stuff is typically uh, significantly more expensive than it is to just sit around. Well, regardless of finances, I think you regret it regardless. Like if you yeah, sit around, like, you wish you would have done something. If you would have done something, if, if you did something, you were busy, so you wish you would have just sat more. Yeah, exactly. Also, we need to clap. Uh, oh, clap. Yeah, one, two, three. Nice. Yeah, I'm always torn. I never know if I want to, like, try to go do something or if I want to, like, you know what, I'm just going to sit around and do nothing. Yeah. And then I just, I end up doing nothing. Oh, yeah, I mean, because doing nothing is nice for sure. It's easier, definitely, than getting up and going and starting my truck and driving somewhere. Right. Definitely. I do a lot of pacing, though. I can't sit still for very long, so if I try to take it easy, uh, I end up just doing stuff anyway. You just gotta, you just gotta rub one out when you get antsy like that. Calms, right. just calms the nerves, like you three, know. A three p.m. You know, showtime. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you're just like sitting on the couch, and you're like, I could jerk off, and then you go do it. Right. Anyway. Because what yeah. else are you doing? Well, I imagine we have listeners that don't care about that, so let's. Well, I think they should all care about it because. Uh, they're our fans, and they love us. But anyway, we are back. Like uh, This is season eight now, and uh, as of right now, it is January 5th, and uh, we're supposed to have all the episodes up by February. <laughs> this is the first one we've recorded yeah. since fucking like, November. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. Oh, we're just going to be pushed for time like we always are. But regardless, we got some stuff in the works. If you listen to the preview of season eight, you know we got some cool stuff coming up. Uh, and today we're talking about our heavy hitter, which is Gary Ridgeway, who was also known as the Green River Killer, which, uh, it's weird they called him the Green River Killer because he only dumped like two bodies in the Green River. So it's like, I mean, not that two bodies isn't a lot. I mean, any amount of dead bodies that you have on your person is more than enough. But I don't yeah. think it warrants the name, the Green River Killer, when you only put two in the Green River. Maybe just, like, the surrounding area, I, I think guess. I think it had a nice ring the... to it, maybe. Maybe it was just, you know, Green River Killer. It's very... Yeah. It does sound nice like... I mean, it has a good ring to it. Jam, yeah. Gilly, which way the Green River Killer? <laughs> it's better than the screen door intruder that they were going to call Richard Ramirez, which is the worst yeah, serial killer name weird. you could uh, have. That doesn't make much sense. Yeah, I don't know, but that's what they were gonna call. Them. I mean, but it's anyways. cool because it's different. Like, yeah, I've noticed the. It's like the Wet Bandits. It's like the Screen Door Killer. Like, it's kind of cheesy, cool. Yeah, but just because you're different doesn't mean you're cool, though. At the same time. Well, no, I think in this instance it might be. Yeah, I don't know. Man, anyway, let's let's get into Gary Ridgeway. Fuck uh, Richard Ramirez and his stank ass breath. Stank. So, uh, 
he was convicted of 48 murders. Uh, he's number 13 in the serial killer world for the highest body count and number two in the United States. So uh, you just got that silver. Couldn't get that gold, could you, bud? So you know what they say. If you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. So <laughs> well, he's a fucking loser. They don't say that, but yeah. I say that. So uh, Ridgway killed sex workers who he would frequent in the Washington state area, and he also killed teenage girls in the same fashion and dumped some of their bodies in the Green River Killer, warranting him the name the Green River Killer. Um, His early life, as with most of the serial killers we talked to, I would say is uh, real shitty, uh, if you know what I mean. Typically, they they don't have... You never hear serial killer and also, uh, you know, honor roll student. Yeah, well, no, we've mentioned this before. Statistically, it's... They're dum-dums. Yeah. So he was born February 18th, 1949. Ooh, his birthday's coming up. Uh, in Salt Lake City, Utah, he was the second of Mary and Thomas Ridgway's three boys. So middle child, obviously, he killed the prostitutes because he would do anything to have some fucking attention from his parents. Uh, his mother would often beat his father, which is not something we typically see uh, with serial killers. Usually it's the dad beating the family, but in this case, uh, well, I guess we see this with with uh, killers like Ridgeway, I suppose, like uh, like our bumblebutt boy, Ed Gein, yeah, yeah, his because mom his mom was, was domineering. Ass, yeah. Some would say a bitch. Some would say... Um. Uh, but yeah, so he, his mother would often beat his father in front of the family, and his father would just sit there and take it and have no reaction, which, I don't know, man, sometimes you just gotta punch a girl in the teeth, I guess. I mean, if she's beating you up, I mean, I mean you can't get what are you gonna up. do? Yeah, I mean, you should let yourself get beat up. No, I mean, you should, I'm against violence But I mean, like, of I any mean kind. was it, like, was he fighting back and losing, or was he just sitting there taking a beat? Oh, God, that's so much worse like, than yeah, like, actually I mean, doing nothing. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like, he stands it, up it and just punches him in the stomach. It could be that he was trying to defend himself, <laughs> and it just wasn't working. Yeah, no, I don't know. He just says he had no reaction, so I guess he would just sit there. Right. Uh, and this one, and it's sort of a... In sort of a slapstick sort of way, this one always makes me laugh when I picture it. Uh, in one instance, his mother smashed a plate on his father's head, and he just got up and walked away. Yeah, that's my cue. <laughs> that's, well, I guess I'm out of here. That's the end of dinner. When she smashes the plate, it's over. She wants me to leave. <laughs> She's ready for me to go wash Jeez. the dishes now. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Uh... I don't know about all that. So his mother was very domineering to all the boys, but Gary had a bedwetting problem, which we all know is part of the of the uh, McDonald triad, which is uh, starting fires, cruelty to animals, and wetting the bed. Uh, but he wet the bed well into his teen years, and his mother would pull him out of bed, strip him naked, and wash his genitals in the bathtub, calling them his dirty parts. Yeah. Which is, uh, if you want to raise a child to be very confused about sexuality, that's how you do it right there you know there's the the, i mean it's already disturbing that this would take place but that she would do this in her underwear (laughs) yeah that's that's the. i mean it's one thing to like you know berate your child make him but you're also having off and kind of make weird comments like you know dirty parts but when you are also stripped down (laughs) yeah i mean i don't it's it just takes to do it that way yeah new level yeah and uh, she also worked as a tailor uh, and would measure men for fitting. And she would tell Gary about how she'd be on her knees measuring the men's inseams. And then she would get a – they would get aroused and she would sniff their dicks. Yeah, dick sniffing. Yeah. Are you hard right now? No, I'm not. I'm 
Don't yeah, lie. Me you are. It's okay. Um, we don't. Um, we don't both have to be. I mean, just because I'm not. Doesn't mean if we you both can't are, it's gay. No, like we have. Like I can't <laughs> have a boner unless you have a boner. So. Oh, I do. 100. percent Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't. So I mean, that's cool. You know. Whatever, dude. I mean, everybody has their thing. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, his mu- his uh, father was a bus driver, and he would often complain about the presence of prostitutes. Um, which I mean, when you're a kid, you want to be like your dad. You want to, you know, you want to hate prostitutes just as much as your father does. So that makes sense right there. Uh, he also worked part time at the mortuary. Which I think, if you're offering part time workers at the mortuary, you are one hundred percent inviting workers to fuck with the bodies. These people are not professionals. They do not give a fuck about this job. I don't know. I mean, is there, is the licensing the same? Uh, I don't know. I've never looked in. I don't know. I've never looked into working at a mortuary. Uh, I think it would be interesting, mm, but I'm sure just it would get old like any other job. I you know I I don't even like maraschino cherries because they sit in fucking formaldehyde. So I. They do? Yeah, man. So it keeps them fresh in a glass jar forever. Mm. Well, I love cherries. Well, I mean, I like real cherries off the ch- uh, cherry tree. Like Washington, no, 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 Washington no, no, no. I want mine really soaking in, in stuff that's going to harm me. I guess so. Um, I'm going to start drinking this, the juice now. You should. Um, but yeah, so that's what they did. They fucked around with the bodies. And uh, I don't know if Gary's father did, but he would tell little Gary... Uh, about how his friends engaged in necrophilia and um why would you shit the- I, anyway i'm on. new like to I, being I, a I'm dad gonna, yeah my son's about to be two uh and i can tell you right now that everything i've learned about being a father you should not talk to your son about your friends fucking bodies at any part of any stage of their life even if That's they an, yeah i mean even if, even if they're alive there's no reason to talk about yeah it's just a mature yeah slash fucked up thing to the only way you should talk to your son about necrophilia is if he is engaging in it and you're like, dude, you need to stop. Yeah, intervention. Yeah, I mean, that's the conversation that you should, should hold but out But you shouldn't on just bring it up. the topic and like, of necrophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So he's having all these conflicting feelings towards his mother. She's scrubbing his balls, telling him he's a dirty boy. She's at work sniffing dudes' dicks. Uh, so he later told how uh, at this time he was having sexual attraction as well as hatred. Um towards his mother and he also talked about watching her sunbathe and seeing her nipples and he's getting real hard hiding behind the bush looking at her and her nipples are getting hard and she's getting tan and whew, I'm getting worked up here myself now we gotta let's move on to his IQ please yeah so uh his IQ was in the low 80s so he had a pretty severe case of being a dumb dumb well yeah yeah low 80s is low 85 and up typically is like your Low average. So low 80s is dumb, dumb territory is what you're getting I wouldn't at. say dumb, dumb. I work in special ed. That'd be kind of fucked up, but... Oh, yeah, I get Well, I could say it. I would say... Uh, yeah, it's not... Um, I mean, there's there's so much more to the testing that goes into it. So, I mean, he could, you know, his... He could be fine in every category except processing speed, and that's just going to slow everything down. Like, his processing is fine. It's just processing speed is... Might be low. So, I mean, who knows? I mean, I, I, I haven't seen the test scores, but, yeah, low 80s. Uh, when being told someone's child is in the low 80s, yeah, you typically, it's below average. Okay, that, that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so, when Gary was 16, he stabbed a six-year-old boy through his ribs, quote, just to see how it feels. Uh, he actually stabbed the kid and walked away and said, quote, I always wanted to see, to I always wanted, fuck me. 
He said, quote, I always wanted to know how it felt to kill someone. Luckily, the boy didn't die. Uh, but Gary had thought he killed him. And uh, if I was that boy and I had the wherewithal as a six-year-old to fuck with this dude, I would, like, rub myself and, like, cover myself in, like, dirt and shit and, like, rip my clothes up and, like, go outside his window and be like, <laughs> why true. did you kill me, Gary? <laughs> Gary, why did you kill me? Gary, you <laughs> killed me. <laughs> Oh, you pissed your bed? You're disgusting. <laughs> You're such a dirty boy, Gary. Such a dirty boy, Gary. <laughs> oh shit, your mom's kind of hot though. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> uh, oh, so up. Uh, so after high school, yes, he graduated high school. He was married uh, at 19 years old, which is a big mistake, to his high school sweetheart, also a big mistake, uh, Claudia Craig. And he joined the Navy, which, uh, mistake? Also. Also, a mistake. <laughs> so while on a tour in Vietnam, this dude's making mistakes. Like I don't know, he, he didn't have Vietnam. much of a future, so yeah, I guess the Navy was probably the best, best decision he had made. Uh, uh, so while on a tour in Vietnam, he would frequent the brothels and he would uh, fuck the prostitutes just like any good American soldier would do no, while in Vietnam. Not well, I don't know, but I can't speak for Vietnam, but no, not all of us did that. So eventually uh, he caught gonorrhea and this enraged him. How dare this disgusting lady of the night sully the temple of Gary Leon Ridgeway. But while he was abroad, his wife was also unfaithful. Uh, and this also enraged Gary, and uh, somehow not understanding that he did the exact same thing, uh, and saying, we're both shitty people who did shitty things, let's move past it, they got divorced within a year of being married. When he married his second wife, he would often uh, go further and further uh, as far as uh, the uh, extremity, or the extreme nature of their sex. Uh, he started out with a little bit of light choking, pretty normal stuff for, uh, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably into that shit too. Uh, but eventually getting to the point of choking her until she's about to pass out. And eventually she said, fuck this. It's not worth it. And left him. Uh, she claimed Gary had a very strong sexual appetite and that he would want to have sex several times a day. Uh, he himself admitted to having a fixation with sex workers claiming he hated their presence, but would also use their services which is a, a real rock and a hard place, and the hard place being uh, Gary's stinky dick. Yeah. Which, I mean, several times a day, dude, that's a lot of sex. I mean... Well, I mean, he's got a lot going on upstairs, and he's trying to get all of that out. I mean, he, it's just, it's, it's, he's processing. I guess. He loved what he that hated. That seems like a lot. He hated what he loved. Yeah, but he was miserable because he knew what he was doing was wrong. That's the thing. He understood what he was doing was fucked up. But he well, that's what happened when he got into, anyway, like, religion. So. Yeah, because at one point he got into religion yeah. and became t kind of like a missionary killer, and he's killing these women because, you know, they're the scum of the earth and yada, 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 all that shit. Yeah, it's just a bunch of ang angry fucking, angry killing. Yeah. Yeah, a bunch of dumb shit going on. So even though, he, let's say he was uh, dumb as fuck, he was still pretty good at evading police for as long as he did, but let it be known, he was targeting, quote, the less than dead, uh... And this is a category that, like, prostitutes are put in because more often than not, their lifestyle is full of drifters and people who more or less don't want to be found, especially not by law enforcement. Uh, and that's why finding a killer of prostitutes is usually really hard because the girls talk to each other, but they don't typically talk to the police. Right. So that's why they, you know, it's harder to track these guys down. 
But I mean, I guess as dumb as he was, he did often do something, and I hate to say this, but smart. He would pick up girls and have totally normal sex with them and act totally normal so the word would be spread around that, hey, you know, Gary, Gary's a pretty cool guy. Yeah. All of these women are 45-year-old men from New York that he's fucking. Yeah, man, he's just That's why they talk like that. Putting in the words yeah. so he can do what he wants. So <clears throat> let's get into the, the, the murders here. So there's not a whole lot of information on uh, the murders themselves because it's sort of like when we covered John Wayne Gacy, we would kind of blah, blah, blah over every murder because not that we don't care about the victims and not that they don't deserve recognition, but it, every time it was the same thing. Like he killed him the same way every time, and that's what a lot of these guys do. So right. there's not a whole lot of information on them. But he is believed to have murdered at least 71 teenage girls and women during the 1980s and 1990s. He claimed in court documents that he killed so many he lost count. So the majority of his murders happened between 1982 and 1984. He would pick up sex workers and runaways on the Pacific Highway South, and then he would strangle them. So that's that, that's why we're not going to go into every single murder because it went like that every single time. Like it, he never veered off of like how he was killing them. So the majority of his of the bodies were dumped near the wooded areas near the Green River, which I mean I guess would make sense why he got the Green River yeah, Killer yes, name. If, if, not if that's just necessarily dumping that's consistent. So yeah, yeah, not necessarily dumping them in the Green River, but near the Green right, River. Right, right. So a lot of the times the bodies would be dumped in clusters, quote unquote, so he could go back and relive his experience. This is this is super common among uh, killers. They put the bodies somewhere where they're gonna pass by all the time, so they can pass by and fucking come their pants or whatever it is they're gonna do. So Gary would go back and relive the experience. I just realized I don't have my monitoring on, so I don't even know what I fucking sound like. There we go. That's better. So, um, <clears throat> he, he also returned to the bodies to have sex with the corpses, uh, which is not a good thing to do to a body. <laughs> no, so no, dude, thanks. I thanks would say I'm against it. Oh, <laughs> I good. just want everyone good to, to know. know. Uh, Let it be known. That we here Got it. do not condone dead body fucking so he claimed he didn't find necrophilia more sexually satisfying. He only did it to alleviate his need for a new girl or a new victim. I'm sorry. And I, is that a noble thing to do? Like you still fucked a dead girl, dude. There's no way around you fucked. Like you're not off the hook because you're like, well, I did it. So I wouldn't kill anymore. You're still fucking it. Like you're still known for fucking dead bodies. Yeah. No, it's still, you're not getting out of it that easy. It's still ethically wrong. Very. Uh, so he would also leave cigarettes, gum, and other things at the scene to throw people off. So if they found a cigarette butt, they're looking for a smoker. I mean, that's not the dumbest thing, but it's still kind of dumb. Because, right. like, how many fucking people smoke? You're not really throwing the trail off of you all that much. Well, I mean, if you're not a smoker, I mean, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's pretty brilliant. I guess, yeah. but I mean... I wouldn't say brilliant. That's not a word I would well, use no, to describe I mean, it's some po like some definitely some, some forward thinking on his part. Yeah, which lets you know that he was not insane. Like, he knew what he was doing. No, like, was very yeah, like wrong. you said, like, he was aware of what he was doing was fucked up. That's why he was so angry all the time. He, I mean, he hated himself. He was disappointed in himself every day. All right. Well, you know, who isn't? You don't see me murdering prostitutes. Well, 
<clears throat> so each murder began the same. He'd pick up a girl. Sometimes he'd show them pictures of his son. and be like, hey, I'm just a regular guy. I got a kid, you know. Uh, and then he'd rape them, strangle them from behind. And originally he strangled them by hand, but since he'd have defensive wounds on his body from them fighting back, he started using ligatures. And then that's, that is the point where you realize he is not just a regular guy. So after the bodies started piling up, the King County Police formed the Green River Task Force. And then uh, Ted Bundy was actually periodically interviewed around the killers so or wild. about – yeah, I know. It's crazy how they like mesh together here. But he was interviewed by the by the Green River Task Force about about the killer's psychology, motivation, and methods, and things like that. And he said, if he's having sex with the bodies, he's revisiting the dump sites, obviously, which is what Ted Bundy did. He'll never admit it, but he did. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, if they found a fresh grave, they should stake it out. And I don't know if they ever actually did or not, but that's what his advice was for them. <clears throat> so Gary was arrested in 1982 and in 2001 on charges related to prostitution. He became a suspect in the Green River killing in 1983. In 1984, he passed a polygraph test, which is very easy if you're a true psychopath. So the way that polygraph tests work is if you're if they ask you a question and you have any inclination of guilt, then you know, your blood pressure will rise or you'll be sweating or some type of indication that you're lying and the machine picks up on, you know, that spike. But as a psychopath or a sociopath, you don't, you feel nothing. Therefore, the polygraph test cannot detect that you're lying. So you feel nothing at all. It's actually really scary thinking that we still use these and true psychopaths can get out of trouble by passing one. And it's just, it's nothing for them. It's, they don't, it's not an issue. They don't even have to think about it. I heard once on like some one of those old like '90s like talk shows or something. They're like, if you put like a thumbtack in your shoe, and when they ask you a question, if you like prick yourself with it, like it'll take your mind off the question and you can pass a polygraph test, like that. Hmm. I don't know how accurate that would be though, I mean, that's what and I'm not willing to, to. Yeah, I'm not willing to go down for a crime by testing that method. Right. <clears throat> so yeah, passing a. A te- one of these tests was very easy for Gary Ridgway. But what is not easy to get out of is DNA. And on April 7th, 1987, Gary Ridgway had his hair and saliva samples taken from him. Around 1985, Gary started dating another woman. Yes, another one. Named Judith Mawson, who he married in 1988. She claimed when she moved into the home, there was no carpet. And detectives say Ridgway probably rolled a body up in the carpet to remove it. But I don't... There's no... There's no evidence of him leaving the body in the carpet. So I think maybe he did it just to get the body out of the house without people noticing. Right. So she claims she never knew that he was even... uh, He was even a suspect in the case until she was contacted by authorities in 1987. And she claimed she didn't even know about the Green River murders because she didn't watch the news. I can see that. I mean, shit. You know? I can, that's, I can avoid current events because I don't watch TV. So, I mean, then? I mean, 87? Yeah. I mean, that's the good old days. Before the 24-hour news cycle and you didn't have all the news in your pocket. And you could be racist out in public and people really didn't seem to mind all that right. much. Well, point being is, yeah, she it probably could have been easy as shit to avoid current events if you just kind of... Right, you don't have to look at the paper. Yeah. 
So when interviewed in prison, Gary said that the murder rate went down while married to Mawson because he truly loved her. And out of his 49 murders, only three happened while married to her. And that there, folks, is the power of love. I'm not actually going to put the song in there because I don't want to do all that shit. So you just get my, my voice. Which is great because so you can't tell what song it is when you sing it. So no copyright. It's the power of love. Just the power of love. Yeah, got it. I don't know who it's by. That's okay. I just know it's the power of love. Something like that. Okay. All those songs had the same same little riff. Is it? Uh, so, <laughs> Mawson told a local reporter, quote, I feel like I have saved lives by being his wife and making him happy. You gotta suck the dick. What a saint. That's how you stop these murders, ladies and gentlemen. Mm. If you're, if, gentlemen, if you're into it. I like to think most people would suck a dick to save 49 prostitutes from Gary Ridgway. In my heart of hearts, I, would not. I believe most people... You would not suck a dick to save 49, bo- 49 women. No, I'm sure more than 49 prostitutes die every day, and I'm not blowing anybody. Oh, you're so selfish, dude. I'm selfish? Self-preservation, yeah, man. man. That's Self-preservation? Like, what, your reputation? No, my sanity, dude. Put me in therapy, dude. Put a penis in my mouth. You never know it's if you've actually me. had a penis in your mouth while you're asleep, dude. You I, know I get it. I mean, I'm not against anybody that likes it. It's just I'm not one of the, I just don't like it. I'm not a fan. I'm, you know, whatever, dude. Have you ever had a penis in your mouth? Well. You never know until you try it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I guess you got a fucking point. You got point, me there. Huh? <laughs> you got me there. Uh, so those DNA samples we mentioned earlier, those were tested, and that provided enough evidence for Gary's arrest on November 30th, 2001. Uh, he was working at the Kenworth Truck Factory as a spray painter when he was picked up by police. I'm going to say it right now. Vehicle painter is a creepy guy job. Wasn't he really Lucas good at, like, pinstriping or something like that on cars? Like, he had, he did, uh, he was, like, build, rebuilding them or something. He was good at something. I think like, he was who mechanically was inclined, but I can't remember if he was uh, a, a painter. I'm not sure. He was definitely good at, like, repairing engines and shit. That's what he did in his yeah, spare time. Yeah. I remember that. I was watching the documentary. Yeah, as far as uh, cosmetics, I can't remember. I don't know. I guess it's just something about getting to work with your hands on a delicate little little neck. I mean, vehicle, you know, vehicle paint job. Yeah. So he wasn't arrested for 49 murders. He was was arrested on suspicion of four murders when semen was linked to the bodies based off of Gary's saliva. Which, why would you use the the word suspicion if semen is linking you? Yeah, you came on the dead bodies, oh, bro, dude. You're, you're the guy. You're semen. Were you're you walking or... by and you just saw a dead body? You're like, I guess I could jerk off on this. No, dude, you were there. So the women were Marcia Chapman, Opal Mills, Cynthia Hins, and Carol Ann Christensen. Uh, the next part is very interesting. Three more victims, Wendy Cofield, Deborah Bonner, and Deborah Estes, they were linked because of a microscopic paint chip that was discovered. And it was the specific brand and composition used at the Kenworth factory at the time frame in which the women were murdered and Gary was working there. That is grade A, 100% super cop police work right there. work, for sure. Definitely. So on November 5th, 2000... <laughs> the fuck am I doing? I don't know, man. That's not... I don't know. Just got a fucking dick in my mouth over here. I can't talk. <laughs> I don't know. Man. So uh, I'm trying to save these women. So on November 5th, 2003, uh, Ridgway pled guilty to 48 counts of aggravated first-degree murder in a plea bargain that spared him the death penalty and would require him to locate the remains uh, as well as providing the police with other information. 
<laughs> he claimed all the victims he killed in King, were in King County, but transported two of the women's remains to an area outside of Portland to confuse police. So, so I guess why why did he plead guilty <laughs> to forty eight counts of? I mean, if he wasn't being charged with it, I think he was just done. I think you know, kind of the way when when Dahmer got caught, you know, he kind of was just at the end of it. You know what I mean? Because you can't you can't do this shit forever. You can't be a murderer forever. I mean, even the East Area Rapist was caught eventually. And he had stopped anyway. So it's, you know. Yeah. Hmm. I just think these guys eventually get to a point where they're like, I'm getting to the end of the road here, and there's no, I mean, I might as well just confess. At least I'm going down as like a, you know, a, a cool guy, like a big shot, you know? Yeah. He's not from New York, but I don't know what like a Washington accent would be. Yeah, we... Gary, oh, I'm a, such a cool guy because I murdered these women. Oh, so cool. <laughs> Gary, shut the fuck up with the voice, okay? Get the fuck out of here. Uh, so on December 18th, 2003, <laughs> it's just like in his bunk, like, oh, I'm Gary Ridgeway. Like, dude, we shut the fuck up. He's got up. his hands together. Oh, Gary Ridgeway. <laughs> I killed 48 prostitutes. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. So, on December 18, 2003, King County Superior Court Judge Richard Jones sentenced Ridgeway to get this 48 life sentences without the possibility of parole. One life sentence to serve consecutively. I don't know what the fucking point that was in that. The jargon is just to make sure he doesn't see the light of day. I guess, but I mean, it still just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to add one life sentence, especially when you got this next part. So he was also sentenced to 10 years for tampering with evidence in all 48 cases, so adding 480 years to his already 48 life sentences. Yeah, man, just want to just hammer in that box, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, just, just he's not going to be getting to yeah. the end of... Uh, you know, he's never going to see the light of day again, which is good because he doesn't deserve to. It's insane. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of dead bodies on your hands. And his span of killing wasn't really all that long either. That's what's really crazy about it. Yeah. His murders between 1982 and 1984, that's a shitload of people for two years. Right. Well, I mean... Two people. One person is a lot for two years, bro. Yeah, one so person is a lot for a lifetime. About 49 people in two years. That's it, guys. That's Gary Ridgway. I am very happy to be back doing the show again. I hope you guys are happy to be hearing from us again. Um, and be sure to go leave us a review on iTunes if you have the time. It means a lot to us. It helps us out a lot as far as like people being able to find the show, people being able to, you know, Enjoy the show just like you guys do, or not enjoy the show like you guys do. We have gotten some bad reviews on there, which is totally fine. We love the feedback either way. Take them all. Yeah, we'll take them all. Yeah, so you can follow me on Instagram at HowTheDadsChill. You can follow Johnny at Johnny2Jokes. And you can follow the show at The Chilling Truth Podcast on Instagram. And we will catch you guys on the flippity flip. Later. See ya.